0: Ladies and gentlemen, you know I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. the Sweet! Wrestling podcast. You know you're like that. We're about to hop on tonight, know you, like you know you like that. You know you like that. You, know you, that. In so you know you like that. You know you like that. You know you like that. And not wasting time, WWE TLC man, we got WWE TLC, we got hot takes, we got jokes. We got all of this, man. I know you see a bunch of scrolling images. And we're going to talk about a lot more than just WWE TLC. So let's hop right on into this thing, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not waste any more time. So, man, what a show it, it was. And I'm not just saying that, man. I had low expectations for TLC. But man, what was the quite the pay per view? It was we had quite the outing. We're gonna start with uh AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre. I was very surprised that this opened the show, but it was what it was. These guys went out and had a phenomenal match, no pun intended. Uh, I love the Calf Crusher, uh, the assistant Calf Crusher with the ladder. Uh, This was a great matchup, but the story of the matchup was The Miz coming down, and man, he had the money in the bank briefcase, and man, it was quite the thing. Like When he came down, I'm thinking, okay, The Miz is going to win this thing. So ultimately, it turns out that Drew McIntyre towards the Miz, towards AJ just wins the match and they had a lot of people talking a lot of people was upset that we had another Money in the Bank briefcase winner that failed at a cash in and this just goes to prove what we knew all along. to be quite honest with y'all and that is the fact that they never had a long term plan for the Money in the Bank briefcase it was very obvious when when Otis won it from the start. Like going back to Money in the Bank when it was all on that roof, there were plenty of guys and gals, or guys in this case, that needed it more than what more than Otis. And when Otis won it, it was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> it mad because it was Otis, but he was like, okay, let's just see where this goes. And they never had a long-time plan for Otis. They never had a long-time plan for the Miz. And here we sit with a Money in the Bank briefcase that's worth nothing now. Now, I don't have a problem in theory with Drew McIntyre being the champion. Not at all, man. But it's just so sad that the Money in the Bank briefcase winner, it, it just it just went to waste. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we have Sasha Banks. We have. Carmella and I haven't been the biggest fan of this feud if I'm being quite honest with y'all but the match itself look man we call Kenny Omega the best bout machine Mm -hmm. that is what we need to start calling Sasha Banks at this point the best bout machine she comes with a working boot on uh, and she delivers when the moment is biggest like when she comes to this paper a few matches man it's gonna be a bona fide great match and that's what it was with Carmella the second half of this match was really good it kept the outside in appearance to a minimum so I appreciated that and Carmella man I really enjoyed what she brought to the table in this match as well we had a lot of great chain reversals and a phenomenal match man that ended with Sasha Banks putting on Banks statement for the win She gets the win, she moves on, we'll see what happens at the Royal Rumble. So moving on, we have the New Day and the Hurt Business, and man, surprise, surprise. We have new Tag Team Champions, and I said this match that they needed to put the titles on the Hurt Business. I just didn't think that they would go through with it. So I was pretty shocked when the Hurt Business got the win there. Pleasantly shocked, to be honest. I don't like the fact that we're teasing a breakup already, like, right when the Hurt Business has won the titles. We already got Cedric Alexander teasing the breakup. I don't necessarily like that, but nevertheless, the match was outstanding. Well, I won't say outstanding, but it was really good. How about that? I enjoy the result and this few will continue and I have no problems with that at all whatsoever. Next up, we had Oscar and who is gonna be the mystery opponent. Sure enough. Da, 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 da. Oh my gosh, Charlotte Flair. Soon as Charlotte Flair came out, I just put on Twitter. A uh, Grand Slam champion, Charlotte player. I mean, we already know what's going on here. Yeah, um, Charlotte and Oscar versus Na Jackson, Shannon and and. And long story short, we have new women's tag team champions in what was a decent match at best. But you know why Charlotte's here. Any more to words, the words, more on Lynch. You know why she's here. I uh, I don't want to be a spoiler, but this is what's gonna happen. Charlotte is going out to that that women's world title. Asuka and Charlotte are the tag team champions. You mean Me. to we're not about to have a Charlotte two belts? Like that that's gonna go down, just just for future purposes. But Asuka and Charlotte are your new women's. Tag Team Champions, we're going, we had Kevin Owens vs. Reigns And when they showed the video for this match, I'm like, wait a minute They made a minute And uh, what we got was a phenomenal match, man I was worried that we'd have too much Jey Uso But, uh, he didn't get into the match much. Like, like, it was a, a bit too much for me, but not enough to completely take away from the match. What we got was brutal, fierce Roman Reigns. Like, I like this Roman Reigns. Like, he is a old-school heel. He wants you to hate him. And he brutalizes his opponents. I like this side of him. What we got was an outstanding match. We had some great spots. Oh, we had Kevin Owens say, you will have to kill me to win this title. And it was an outstanding match from Reigns. picks up the victory. The ending was kind of flat for my taste. That's just me. But the match overall, ah, phenomenal. I don't get into putting stars on matches, but I would just say that it was a great, phenomenal matchup that I really enjoyed. A physical matchup that picked the build of this build. And the right result, Roman Reigns had to win there. So we get to the main event. And it is the Firefly Funhouse Inferno match. So I'm thinking right off top, okay, this is gonna be a cinematic match. And Brandon Orton is coming out to the ring. So it's like, okay, it's not a cinematic match. I don't even gonna be in the Firefly Funhouse. So Bray Wyatt comes out and Let me tell you how sick wrestling fans are. They start to get into a regular matchup and all the way down my timeline on Twitter, including me, is saying, where's the fire? Where's the fire? Where's the fire? We want fire. (laughs) And we got the fire. In any more words of Marshawn Lynch, you know why I'm here. You know why we're here. We got the fire, ladies and gentlemen. And what we got was quite the affair and like the match didn't go on as long as i would have wanted it to but look man i wanted violence and i got it it lived up to the bill we got a pickaxe in the thing we got a rocking chair set on fire and it was it was violent, man. It didn't look like PG WWE. And just to drive that point further home get to the end of the match. Ray oh, wide oh, is set on fire. We get a RKO for oh, good mess And look, man, Randy Orton is just standing there, right? He pulled gasoline all around the ring and we get gray, wide in flames complete flames what an image it was and you know what I'm here for it (laughs) USA had a report that said USA wanted Ron to be more dark uh, in a darker image well Miss McMahon back there you're gonna get dark you know, how about Miss McMahon just come out and say, well, you won't and we just gonna kill somebody then. How about that? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I was questioning why that was the main event at first, but you know what? I like it. I want some more of it, man. Randy Orton picks up the win. The only problem that I have with it is free wide, man. If John Cena is big match John, then Bray Wyatt is coming up small in the big match, Bray. This dude stay losing big matches, man. I like, he hasn't lost all of his big matches, but he's lost the majority of them, man. Like, goodness. He's steadily losing matches. And then five minutes after the show is over, Bray Wyatt is tweeting. Like, I know k is dead, but come on, man. Like, you can't be tweeting right after the show is over. At least in let it just burn into the end one night, man. Oh, Come on, man. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't like that. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, to my hot take. We're gonna get right on into this. And we're gonna start with Sting, ladies and gentlemen. Icon, Sting, the franchise. Sting. My hot take is: I see a lot of people saying that they want Sting to be a manager in the My hot take is no. I do not want Sting to be a manager in AEW. Like, at this point, Sting is not the traditional manager. I don't want to see him walking out the on Anderson Waffle House menu. Like, no, that's not Sting. That's not what he's supposed to do. And my thing is this. You can have a Sting-Darby alliance without it being the traditional manager. Uh, without Sting being in the traditional manager role. So if you want to go down that route, you fine, find. They can let show Sting and Barbie up in the stands, up in the rafters, chilling. And Sting could have the occasional appearance, just like he had on the most recent, I think it was Dynamite, where he just pops up where somebody is in trouble and he's ready to wreck the heels. And you know what, man? I would be all for that for Sting and like yeah just not the traditional manager role I cannot live with that and I do not want to see that for Sting we'll see how this thing plays out so moving on to number 2 ladies and gentlemen Roman Reigns I just got done talking about how great he is Uh, Roman Reigns and Jay Iwoso Man, this has turned into Ted DiBiase and Virgil I'm sorry man There's a lot of people that's liking what's going on with Roman and Jay. I think it's decent, but, like, man, I really liked it when it was Jay Uso trying to punch up to big brother Roman Reigns. And, like, it seemed like they were building to a point where he was, they was going to be on Roman's level. He was beating guys like Daniel Bryan, Main Adventures. And now, man, it just really feels like he's nothing but a lackey. I'm sorry, that's that's just what it is. That's just what it looks like. dude is a virgin. He's, he's Roman's lackey. That's what it looks like, man. And I wish that they would do more outside of that. Besides, we get into the traditional Roman Reigns feud. I don't know who he's going to be feuding with next. But here's Jey Uso. Has to interfere in the match. Like, it interfere in the feud, like, there could be bigger things for Jey Uso why don't they, I don't know the status of Jimmy, if he's hurt or not, or if he's out, but man, bring the Usos back and let's run this bloodline stable, like, they don't have to be the lackey, like, I do not like that whatsoever, that's all he is at this point, uh, he's a lackey, that's just my opinion. So, moving on to number three, ladies and gentlemen, Ah, uh, people just hate fun. That's another, just another take for me in in, in in the wrestling community. Even at this AEW Impact, uh, what seems to be a partnership. People were already out. There were some people excited now. There were some people saying that, oh, you know, why are they uh, partner, partnering up with Impact? What are they doing that for? Like, man, why are you even saying that? It is a fun time in wrestling. All we should be doing is enjoying it, man. But yeah, it's just some people out there that hate fun. It's just like no matter how good the storyline is, no matter how good things are going, they just hate fun. And like, there's nothing to hate about this Impact AEW relationship. There are a lot of good things that could come from this. I don't know where they're gonna go with it. There are a lot of good people that could come from Impact Wrestling. On to AEW and people from AEW on to Impact. I would like to see something more than just Omega. So we'll see how it turns out. I would like to see some Impact guys or girls or both appear on AEW Dynamite. We'll see how it all plays out. Moving on, we got Finn Balor and Colorado for the title at New Year's Evil. We got Omega versus Phoenix as well. And I'm here to say that those matches are going to be outstanding. I'm going to watch those matches. However, these are two matches that are less than what both companies could put on. I looked at Balor versus O'Reilly and the money match there was Balor versus Pete Dunne. We were on the edge of having Balor versus Pete Dunne and that was the more interesting matchup to me. That was more marquee matchup to me. I could say that probably no really won't have a great uh, rematch, but we've already seen that, to be honest. But Pete Dunne and Balor is just marquee. And looking at AEW, we got o- Omega versus Phoenix. Uh, again, that's going to be an outstanding matchup. But when Pac came out with the mic at the end of AEW Dynamite, I was like, oh yeah, boy. We're getting Pac versus Omega and it's Omega versus Phoenix. I don't know about that one. And like Omega versus Pac was the money matchup there. That's the one they should have gone with. But nevertheless, I like uh both matchups. Don't get me wrong. I like Battle versus O'Reilly. I like Omega versus Phoenix. I just think that there are two other options that could have made for mega matches, that's just me. Moving on to number five, I'll tell you something I don't like about Kenny Omega. It's that stupid entrance. Like, that entrance sucks, man. And it's not even in a I hate the heel type of way. Like, I just don't like the entrance. It just sucks. We got ladies out there dancing with, with brooms, and initially, they didn't even bother to explain the cleaner part to maybe people who haven't watched N.W. Um, and for wrestling, excuse me. So that threw me off. That made me upset. But at least they went on to explain that he's the cleaner now. It took them long enough, but they at least explained it. Nevertheless, I don't like the, entra- the entrance. Ah, uh, I don't like him getting intro with all those accolades that don't mean anything. Like. That. It's just over the top for me. It's just not interesting to me. Just hit the cleaners music, let them show up as the best bout machine, and that's all we need. That's just me. Speaking of things we need, Thunder Rosa, man. Thunder Rosa is it for AEW, and it for the AEW Women's Division. I am a huge fan of Thunder Rosa, even going back to... You her days in Lucha Underground our first seen her. Like, she has done some tremendous things. And the thing I like most about her is that, look, everyone I've never seen anything like it, everyone in this generation, everyone in this age can go in that press ring. all of them. But not everyone has a phenomenal character. And you know what? The Rosa fits the bill. I like her character. I like what she brings to the table. And even then, she can cut a great promo as well. So, like, when she comes through that curtain, she's believable. And people don't even come through a curtain anymore. Like when Steve Austin used to come through that curtain back in the day, she's believable. When The Rosa comes through the curtain, she's believable. I like what she brings to the table, and she's one of the best. Uh, not just in, uh, as it pertains to women, but I just one of the best of pertains to in that ring. And I want to see more of her in AEW. She has a, what I would call, a good feud going on with uh, Britt Baker. And I'm ready to see how that turns out. I think the winner of that feud needs to move on to an AEW Women's Championship feud. So I'm very interested to see how that turns out. Speaking of women's feuds, man. We just got done talking about Sasha and Carmella earlier in the TLC breakdown. I haven't had a chance to do a podcast in months and I just want to say that man, they blew Sasha Banks and Bailey. They, 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 they blew the spear. Man. Like, I, nothing against Carmella. But we had Sasha Banks and Bailey going on. And I had such high, 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 high hopes for this feud. And I was out. Uh, this is back when it was the wrong time. I had a hurricane going on. I couldn't even podcast. Couldn't do anything. And that's when Bailey turned ill. We had this feud kick off. And I thought that it was going to be the greatest thing to slice bread. And the only thing we got was the Hell in a Cell match and one random match on a SmackDown and they blew it man
1: there was so much more
0: that you squeeze out of that Sasha Banks Bailey field I don't know if they're gonna go back to it we'll see uh, It won't be the same if they try to go back to it in my opinion I don't think it, they will go back to it but in the interim as we stand right now it just didn't pique my interest uh, I thought there was more to be had and, yeah, man, they blew it, in my opinion. That's just that's just me. That's just what I think. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of Sasha Banks, let's talk about our family. Snoop Dogg, ladies and gentlemen. I kid you not. This was after the Roy Jones-Mike Tyson uh, fight. I wrote down in my notes, Snoop Dogg needs to do commentating for wrestling. But not necessarily for WWE. Because you can't steal to Snoop Dogg, and that's what WWE is going to try to do. Dude is on commentary. Snoop Dogg will be working with AEW. How oh, about that, ladies and gentlemen? I'm excited, man. Here's the deal you got to give Snoop Dogg something he knows. He knew Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. Like, so whether it's Cody Rhodes, You got to give them familiar faces, whether it's Cody Rhodes, whether it's uh, anybody, Jake the Snake. Give them some familiar faces, and it could get real funny. I hope they're bringing them on commentary uh, to to do some commentary because the stuff was just funny in the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones fight, man. So I hope they're bringing them on commentary. We'll see how it turns out. But I think Snoop is going to be excellent for AEW. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of music... We have Pete Dunn, we have Pat McAfee, Oni Lorkin, and Danny Burch. This stable is Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five. Look, man, I liked it when it was Pete Dunn, Only Lorkin, and Danny Burch. They all fit as a stable. They were the tag team, and Pete, uh, excuse me, Pat McAfee was the mouthpiece. Pete Dunn just does not fit with this stable. He's just too big for this stable. Like I said, it's the conduction in the next five. He doesn't fit with the stable. He doesn't look like he fits with the stable. He doesn't walk like him. He doesn't talk like him. They really messed up in my opinion. Just my take. Pete Dunn was better as the loner tweener. They really messed up when they turned the mills. And had him aligned with this faction. Because like it, it, he fits best when he's not aligned with heels, he's not, he's not aligned with faces. He's just going out there beating up everybody. And he's too cool to boo. If it was a, a full audience in there, they'd just be tearing this guy anyways. That's just be dumb. And I wish they would have kept him as the loner tweener that he was and Hopefully he'll get back to that. I don't want to see him as the heels in this table because he does not fit. It is not boys to men where everybody's equal. It is Michael Jackson and the Jackson fire and people, the dudes over there and Pete Dunne. That's what it is. So moving on, music. We keep this music thing going, I guess. Moving on to the acclaimed uh, NAEW. And look, I got a hot take, man. Look, Max Caster, I like these dudes, to be honest. But Max Caster has to drop the chain. He has to drop the chain. Look, if you're going to rap, that's one thing. But if you're going to keep that chain, people going to call you a great value, Alistair John Cena. And they won't be wrong. You got to drop the chain, man. Every, every week he comes out and he has that chain and he's rapping, what's the first thing you think about? about how great he is, you think like about John Cena, don't you? So I dropped the chain, man. And second of all, I will say this. Since we rapping, and since we got a little bit of it last week, let's have a Frankie Kazarian Max rap ball. I want a, 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 a Johnson and Kurt, Kurt Angle vibe. They had a freestyle battle, and then the crowd just ate that up. Let's add after Kazarian and Max Caster. Look, it would be funny if you're asking me. I would love it. Kazarian dropped some bars last week, and I was like, hey, Kazarian, what's this, bro? So give it to me. Immortal words of Batista, give me what I want. So uh moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of things I want, Miro. Look, silly Miro has to go with AEW. Miro. I had expectations for him when he he arrived at AEW, and look, Tony Khan said that, you know what, WWE, he said something to the effect that WWE used him like, crap. Eventually, that's what happened, that's how it turned out, but look, this hasn't exactly been what I thought it did, AEW had Miro fighting over video games and crap and nights at weddings. Look, give me serious, Miro. You remember that AEW Dynamite night where they ended with Miro just chucking people off the stage to left and right? It got interesting. He's like he's a whole lot like Mark Henry, uh, in my opinion. It gets really fun when you start tossing people around and beating people up. It gets fun. So uh, that's the Miro that I want to see. Serious, just beating the hell out of, of people, Miro. That's what I want to see, man. Less of this silly stuff that we got going on and more of Serious Miro. Give it to me, man. Uh, moving on to number 12, Chomping I hate to say it, but they've become uninteresting to me. And that doesn't have anything to do with their ability. Uh, but it feels like they've done everything that they could possibly do in NXT. If there's anybody that needs to be called up, it's those two guys. I know it didn't go all the real. They had that half done call up uh, way back when. I think it was a couple of years ago. But they need to be called up in, on the main roster at this point. Because look, don't get me wrong. They're, they're they are continuing to have really good matches. And, like, yeah, you had Chompa and Timothy Thatcher. I enjoyed that. You had Gargano in an outstanding matchup, triple threat matchup for the American title. I enjoyed that matchup, but those guys, I don't want to call them gatekeepers of NXT, but it certainly feels like that. And they've done all there is to do in NXT. They certainly can't fight each other anymore, so... Bring these guys up to the main roster because, yeah, it, it's just been too long in NXT. It's time for them to move on. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. The Inner Circle. Why? Wow. When they teased the Inner Circle breaking up, I was like, yes, make it happen. I I got to take that the Inner Circle needs to break up. Now, I've always had this take for quite some time now that the sum of the inner circle's part is far greater than the whole what do i mean by that glad you asked look when it comes to these guys individually they are everybody except jake hager is much better off individually than they are in the circle think about it Jericho to me is more entertaining by himself sammy gabbard more entertaining by himself Ah, uh, Ortiz and Santana, man. Wow. Inter- interesting by themselves. And I want to get into them um, as I talk about MJF. Other guy more interesting by himself. Ortiz and Santana, man. Dude. I would have been wanting them to break off from in the inner circle. Because when Ortiz and Santana debuted, they had all the juice, man. They had all the juice, and shortly thereafter, they joined the it in a circle, and they have just lost all the momentum that they previously had when they debuted. When they debuted, man, I looked at them as one of the top X, top acts, excuse me, on the entire roster, and they are just not that anymore, man, and. I, we need make we need them to come back and be as great as they once were. So I wanna see them break off from the inner circle. That's just me. I like to see the inner circle break off as a whole. That's just me as well. But at the very least, break that turn in off. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Number thirteen, War Games. And I'm going back on this one, but I haven't had a chance to podcast in quite some time, so I got to get into these these topics, man. We've redefined both war games matches on the War Games NXT War Games pay per view. Were fun matches, don't get me wrong, but it they there were people that, said, that were saying that they were brutal, and we've completely redefined what brutal is in a war games matchup. I'm an old school fan. Like no man, Rick Flair used to bleed these matchups, man. These used to really be brutal matchups, and like we redefined brutal in this era for war games. And I, I just don't see brutal when I see these war games matchups. I see fun. I see fun spots. I see good action. But brutal, just don't call them brutal. That's just me. Don't call them brutal. I'm an old school war games fan. Don't call these matches brutal. That's just me. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we have, ladies and gentlemen, Hangman Page. Uh, This guy's falling off, man. Like, we got the stuff going on with the Dark Order, and Hangman Page is just not a guy to be in the Dark Order, in my estimation. That's just me. Um, Yes, this, this all started. He fell off when, not when he won the titles with the makeup, but tell that we were heading for a few guys and omega took off after this feud and hangman has kind of gone down in this feud that's just me that's just the way i see it uh hopefully 2021 is greater for hangman and what's going on now but i'm just not feeling him being a part of the dark order it's just not very interesting to me so moving on ladies and gentlemen the raw women's division they are struggling. The guy didn't plan it like this. I ain't know that, you know, that Charlotte Flair would be appearing last night, but the world women's division is struggling. And here's what's gonna happen: as, as I said, before, they didn't go with Oscar and Shayna. They chose to have women's division doing nothing and here's why here's my take. they've had the Royal Women's Division struggling so that they can justify Charlotte Flair coming in here and taking the title from Oscar that's just me now they've been doing nothing with the women's title all this time and I'll show surely enough why? Charlotte Flair is eventually I don't know if she's going to turn on Oscar or what, we'll see but eventually she's gonna come into that thing and challenge for the world title and it's just gonna make me sick to my stomach man like i'm sick of charlotte i'm sick of charlotte winning that title she's a 12-time champion like i forgot how many times charlotte had actually won the title they said that and i was like oh my god 12 times (laughs) yeah she's 12 times she on the way to catch the rick flair she gonna break that record so it's only a matter of time that that happens. Last up, ladies and gentlemen, last one that eh, just happened to that that I just thought of this morning. I've seen for quite some time a lot of people mentioning The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, I understand that. Having Roman say that he's the head of the table all of this time, and then to have The Rock show up and say, who the hell are you saying that you are the head of the table? That would be an outstanding storyline. But it's not what we need. Roman Reigns needs to be vanquished by a full-time roster member, and that needs to happen at WrestleMania. I don't know if it's Kevin Owens. I personally wanted to be big team. But I don't, the way that they're booking right now is like he's for around the intercontinental title than the world title once we get to WrestleMania. So, if they want to play a long-term Kevin Owens storyline, I wouldn't be for that. Whomever it may be, it does not need to be The Rock. That's just my opinion on that one. And that is my opinion on all these hot takes, ladies and gentlemen. You can find me on Twitter at Two Sweet and at OMGCoreB. Corey Linktr.ee slash Two Sweet I am out, ladies and gentlemen. It was a hell of a WWE TLC table, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs pay per view. Very fun to end the year, and we'll see what happens tonight on Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm very interested. We shall see how it all turns out. Let me know what you think on Twitter at 235 and at OMG Corey. B.